I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. person who's ever outsmoked Snoop Dogg. And welcome. You're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. The smoke insult and the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Frank Nilakina. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, we... <laughs> We had this uh, pod planned, and I did uh, some pod prep, you know, a little earlier today, and then literally, like I don't know, what, an hour ago before we hit record, we're recording this around eleven o'clock Central Time. Mark Stein with a little sneaky little like, hey, let's just throw a new Maverick in there. It marks the first time I was I was happy that you said that you sent me a text and said your kids were keeping you up a little bit, so the pod will have to wait until later. I was happy that that actually <laughs> pushed us back. So thanks to Isaac's kids. Yeah, you know, just sometimes going to bed is not the easiest for toddlers. So <laughs> locked on NBA small market meets big market Wednesdays. Locked on NBA. You can listen to Jake Madison. And then today, I think it's actually Mike Richmond from Lockdown Blazers for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow Lockdown NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. On today's show, we are going to get into the Frank Nilakina signing, quote unquote. It's rumored signing, reported signing of Frank Nilakina. So we'll talk about him. And then we want to get into a what if. What if the Mavericks win the title in 2021-22? What if they do? Because <laughs> Because of it. Inspired by him. But what if it happens? What would the what would have to happen for the Mavericks? There's obviously some hoops that would have to happen. There would be maybe some injuries that would have to happen from other teams, possibly. But there just be there have to be some players that step up into their roles, and all. And Jason Kidd would have to step into his role. And there's a lot of stuff, but we'll get into all that and talk about it. Uh, and let, we'll get into that. But before we do, so Mark Stein reported the Mavericks have emerged as a likely destination for former Knicks guard Frank Nilakina, league sources say. Dallas is expected to sign Nilakina in the coming days, league sources say. After the Mavericks were widely expected to draft him in 2017, Nilakina went number eight overall to the Knicks. Dallas selected Dennis Smith Jr. at nine. I had lots of fun with this. I tweeted a whole bunch of things after it came out, but one of them really, uh, I was really thinking about it after for a while. What if I told you in June 2017, so that that draft, that Frank Nilakino would be on the Mavs and Dennis Smith Jr. wouldn't? <laughs> and then, or what if I told you in January 2019 when the Porzingis trade happened that neither Frank or Dennis Smith Jr. would be on the Knicks in two years? Um, I think I would have believed the second one first. If you told me right after the draft, like that, you know, Frank's in New York, Dennis is in Dallas, that you would say that, 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 you know, Frank would be in Dallas and Dennis would be in Portland. Hey, in four years, this is going to be flipped. And Dennis was in, was in New York and now he's not, he's in Portland. Yeah. And Frank is in Dallas. Weird, weird stuff. So weird. And so you go back to that draft, you know, that, I think sometimes it gets a little confusing of the smoke screen and, and all of that about Frank and, you know, their interest in Frank and, you know, some people really put it out. They're like, ah, oh, Dallas, you know, were, were they ever really interested? You know, they were trying to get New York to take him. They were interested in him at the time. So like, don't, I feel like that's been kind of like 
uh, confuse some of like, ah, ha, 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 Dallas got them. They were never interested in Frank. That really wasn't true. They were interested in Frank back then. So it's just, it's wild to see how fast you could really pull up the top 10 of that draft class. Look at how many of those guys are borderline out of the league right now. Uh, for Frank Nilakina, was it this moment that made him become a Mav right after Slovenia loses to France in yeah, the Olympic? He, he just said, "Hey, I'll see you in, a in few the months. in the Olympic run." Frank Nilakina comes up to Luka Doncic as his hand, his head is in his hands, and he's you know upset after the loss. And Nilakina comes up to him, hopefully comfort him. Maybe he just was like hail Hydra or like said something like cheeky to him. But uh, but yeah, was this the moment we're showing the picture on YouTube when Frank Nilakina came up to Luca that he said, Hey, just, just bring me to Dallas. People are also uh, sharing that video of the last time that the Mavs and Knicks played uh, in, in MSG and Luca goes up and hugs Frank Nilakina. And then Porzingis comes up and hugs Nilakina. And then they both look at each other, both with masks and they both kind of do like eyes at each other and kind of do a nod. Like, Oh, like like that kind of deal. People were like, oh, that's the moment when it was going to happen. <laughs> the Mavs would get Nilakina. Uh, it's fun stuff. But what does is, what is Nilakina actually bring? And uh, Actually, let's go to the roster first because this is kind of a big deal. The Mavericks already had 20 players for their training camp roster. They had the full composite of players. The players we've all talked about with Tyrell Terry and Josh Green at the end of the bench. And then the three training camp deals in EJ Onu, uh, Carly Jones and then Ferran Hunt. Those guys had already been signed. So I've, I'm seeing some people, and even I I thought for a second, oh, this will be a training camp deal for Frank Nilakina. But that means they'd have to get rid of one of those three guys. And that would look really weird if you just signed those guys and now you're going to go sign Frank Nilakina, who was a free agent when you made these training camp deals back then, right? Like a couple weeks ago. So it's got to be one of the guys on the roster, I think. Yeah. As soon as I saw the Stein tweet outside of Nilakina, I'm like, oh, cool. You know, Flyer, we'll talk about him as player. But I initially just went to, oh, well, a roster move has to come because, you know, they're at the full 20. Um, you made the good point there of, you know, it's, Frank's been a free agent for a bit. So, like, there's nothing new that's happened with Frank. Frank didn't, you know, drop a Ben Simmons mixtape online that really made teams like, oh, we got to go get him like right now. <laughs> and so it's like it'd be kind of confusing if they just dropped one of the training camp guys for him. Yeah, like, sorry, Carleek Jones, you did, did <laughs> yeah. fine for us in summer league, which getting, I mean, I would understand him. it. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. I, I personally think it's a, it's a Trey Burke move. I think we'll, we'll see something with Trey Burke, um, you know, in the next few days, unless there's something bigger, right? I mean, there could True. be something, could be a trade. there could be a bigger trade happening, a two for one, you know, where Mavs send two people out for one and open up a roster spot. So either way, if they're signing Frank Nilakina, it's probably for a cheap deal and sign me up. Like, yeah, I, I love it relative, right? Like I love it in the sense of, I don't think Frank is going to step in and, you know, play this big role, but this is the type of swing I want to make like a, a top 10 pick a handful of years ago that is still 23 has a six ten you know, wingspan that, yeah, he has shot 32% from three in his career, but Let's take a swing at him. I'm I'm all down for this. That played for a team for a couple of years there that struggled to develop young like young talent, right? Like we've seen yeah. guys go through the Knicks organization and just not get developed. Now you could say the same thing for the Mavs, but maybe a change of scenery would just be great for him. And this you new know what he is now coaching. <laughs> what he's the new Delon Wright, Josh Richardson. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what he is. <laughs> 
We've been tracking for those that those that missed that. We've been tracking. The Mavericks have been trying to get this, you know, combo guard kind of, you know, defensive guard next to to Luca, and so they went with. Uh, I guess the first year was maybe Wes Matthews, and then the next year they go with uh, Delon Wright, and then they're like, okay, well that didn't work. Now we're gonna go with Josh Richardson. The next season. Trying to go an upgrade there, and now they've maybe gone back down <laughs> with Frank Nilakina. Uh, but what does Frank Nilakina actually bring to this team? What are we expecting? If he actually makes the roster, what does he bring? For me, the first thing I thought of was okay, like you said, this is a flyer. This is a low risk. You're not going to have to sign him to a big deal, and he's a good defensive player. Uh, someone asked me if he's a secondary creator. No, not even close. Like he's not even. That's not even part of his game. He's going to get some assists. He'll make some good passes. He'll make some good decisions. He has been working on his three point shot. That was kind of the big deal for him coming out in the draft. Can Let me he check get his better? Instagram? Can he get better at shooting and shooting the three point shot? If he improves in that area, then he can be a really pretty viable three and D player because he is a really good defensive player. And so. Uh, yeah, that's going to be his role. And also, now all of a sudden, you have Nilakina, who's 23. You have, you know, Moses Brown and Josh, uh, and, and our, yeah, Moses Brown and Josh Green that are all of a sudden uh, going to be 21 soon. And Moses Brown may be 22 soon. And then Tyrell Terry, who's 20. So now all of a sudden, you have this young core of, of guys at the end of this bench. And if I think if one of those guys becomes a solid rotation player for the Mavericks this year, that's a pretty big win. Yeah, and it's like, once again, let's do the whole thing again. Who, who's been the best point guard that he's played with, you know, in New York in his short career? And I'm not saying that that is the, the end-all tell-all of why he hasn't, you know, been this massive player as a top-ten pick, but let's see him alongside Luka. I think a lot of people, any, any player, any top-ten pick, that it's like, hey, let's just see what he looks like next to Luka. Will we will we see him next to Luca though? Probably not. But you know what? Let's be <laughs> let's have fun with it. And uh, but defense. Come on. Hey, guess, guess who's younger? Frank Nilakina, Jalen Brunson. Nilakina's younger. He is. Yeah. Yeah, I had to look that up because because you could put Luca in that young core. By the way, too, he's young. He's young. Yeah. He's just as young as all those guys in Nilakina. But uh, all all those. Four, th- four guys I mentioned are also younger than the, both of the Mavs two-way guys, which is kind of funny. So they have this young core at the end of the bench. It'd be interesting to see what if, I mean, but could, can he honest- the, could he play the DeLon Wright role though? Like that, that's the, could you see a, Hey, like Brunson is coming in Frank Nelikina. Like he, he is kind of like a, a different type of guard, you know, than Brunson that, that can come off the bench and say, Hey, look, Play the DeLon Wright role off the bench, whatever that is. And yeah, he yeah, he's the defensive guard that can come in, give you a different look. And I think those four guys can play some fun garbage minutes together. Tyrell Terry, Frank Nilakina, Josh Green, Moses Brown, you know, throw one more guy in there to play the four, you know, the three or whatever. That is a, that's a pretty interesting, like young Sterling Brown, I guess. You can throw yeah. him in there. Just don't have expectations. That's the thing. It's like don't he's not gonna start, right? Like he's not gonna no. come in and start. He's not if gonna start even then we need to be on like yeah. Draft Express. And so, no. And sometimes this stuff takes time. So these young guys, we're excited about them. We want to see them play, but it may take time for them to come along. So, But could he uh, have his best season in his career in Dallas? Sure. Like, I could see that 100%. Yeah. That'd be great. All right, coming up, let's get into a big what if for the Dallas Mavericks. What if they won the title this year? We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, tell me if you've heard this before. Well, All right, you. I got... I got to find my sports somewhere. I, I just, I'm looking around everywhere. I can't find it. Okay. I have to find my favorite shows, watching sports highlights, 
Uh, and then you've also got your neighbor's best friend Wi-Fi your signal, or you got your favorite your their uh, their login for like something else. All of a sudden, you have all this stuff in all these places, all your streaming services, all your you know your shows you want to watch. You need to find a way to simplify and to put it all in one place to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. Go to directtv.com and you can check out Direct TV Stream. There are no contracts. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. You're not hold, you're not held to anything. Compatible with device required. Content varies by package. Directtv.com. Direct TV stream. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into the Dallas Mavericks. What if 2021-22 NBA title? What if dude, the Mavericks dude, I, bring it back? I took this I took this whole what if a whole different direction than you did, though. Because Oh, well, you, what did you I you love te- that. I love that we didn't talk about this before. Excellent. You teased it at the top. We're like, "What would have to happen for them to win the title?" I took it as, "What if they win the title? Like, what's it like mean moving forward?" Like- Perfect. Let's let's start with my angle of it, and let's start okay. with what what would have to happen for the Mavericks to win the title, and then next segment we'll go to yours. Uh, I think that's a great way to just to to figure it out. So you start looking up and down the standings. Uh, the Mavericks would probably, I think, would have to be a top four seed, probably. Yeah. Uh, because they'd have to be that good of a team to win the title. I think. I don't think you're, you're, you know, I don't think this is a team. If they're a sixth, seventh, eighth seed, then all of a sudden they're rising up in the playoffs and winning. Like that just shows that they weren't that successful in the regular season. Maybe it was injuries. Maybe, maybe Luca missed some games here and there. But I think this team would have to prove some viability a little bit in the regular season. So I think they'd have to be a top four seed probably in the West. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, all right, well, how do you get there if you're a top four seed in the West? And you know, you'll you probably need some injury injury luck with some teams. And then, I mean, we've went uh, through not the to co- get a top four seed. I think they, I think the no. Mavericks, if the Mavericks stay healthy and the, the rest of the teams stay kind of the way that they are, I think some other teams are going to struggle. Some teams like, what if the Lakers just don't take the regular season that seriously with those three guys uh, that have dealt with injuries? Like, what if, what if I mean, you think they're but back? We're in assuming the, full health though. Like, I just, yeah. Yeah, because I just said I think they'll need some injury, like luck, help in the sense of like Clay coming taking longer or LeBron or AD Russ, like some of those guys like going down for a little bit. Chris Paul going down a little bit, like Kawhi, Jamal Murray, they're them taking lo- way longer than what we thought. Like these are type of scenarios which those those are all like realistic possibilities, right? I mean, the like these a lot of those guys are getting older. I think Utah is the only one up there that I'm like. They don't really have a ton of like big question marks because their core is there. They're probably still they're going to have a good regular season record again. So yeah, yeah. You think they need that just to get a top four seed? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think they might need it for at least one team. I think you okay, might so need one, a Chris, yeah one more team a, gets some. a Chris Paul or a Clay takes longer and the Warriors. To, I'm just higher on the Warriors than I think some people are. But yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that they would have to be a top four seed, and I think. Obviously, let's get the obvious out of the way. Luka Doncic would have to play like an MVP. He would just he would have to just play. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. It's not worried about him, <laughs> but it, it has to be said, right? There ha- can be no regression for Luka Doncic. There can be no like, oh, all of a sudden he's shooting 29% from 3. No, but like that can't happen this season if they want to win the title. Uh yeah. and probably and the other thing with Luka, he's probably going to have to come into to camp and probably get to the end of the season in better shape. 
so he can play longer and hit, you know, have his wind at the end of games and all that. I think that's going to matter for this. Yeah. I mean, that and something that will help with that is I think at some point they would have to get the secondary creator and whoever that is, if it's a top, you know, a, a solidified top three player on the team, it, or if it's a veteran guy like Goran Dragic, I, I think they desperately need the secondary creator guy who can get a bucket, run the offense when Luka's off the floor. And if they win the title, then I think that will play a key role in them. That they have at some point during the season acquired yeah. a player like yeah. that. You yeah. don't think that you don't think, and I'm not being facetious here. You don't think Jalen Brunson can grow into that role during this season and maybe emerge as a guy that can do that for the team. Are you just going to put me on the spot? Uh, yeah. No, no, I, I mean, I, I love, I, I love Brunson. I just think Brunson is more of a come off the bench, like six man type of thing. And I, I don't, which, you know, that guy, that person could be that, but I'm talking like a Dragic level. I'm talking, you know, Dragic isn't on Kyle Lowry's level, but what we wanted Kyle Lowry to be sent so what, what Terry Rozier is. Um, <laughs> But but I think the biggest thing, when you look at this Dallas team, it's like, all right, if they win the title, what would be the thing that would make them win the title? It's like I'm I see the expectation there for Luca, secondary creator. Yes, we can have that conversation. It all evolves around it. That would mean Kristaps Porzingis had a very healthy and a very productive season. Specifically on the defensive end, right? Yeah. I was just I was just listening to Zach Lowe and Chris Chris Herring. That was the their biggest question, right? Like lineups with Porzingis at the five had like 136 defensive rating, right? That is just absolutely brutal. That's like, the, that would be the worst defense in the NBA by 20 points. That's, that's an insanely bad defense. And that was last year. Anytime Porzingis was the five and didn't play with another big, uh, not even with Maxi. So uh, if we want him to play with Dorian at the four or, you know, uh, Josh Green maybe at the four or somebody like that, then he'd have to, he's have, he's gonna have to get a lot better defensively and show up better defensively this season. The Mavericks will have to put that together uh, for them to win a title. They just have to. The teams that win the title, you have to at least be competent on defense, unless you're the Brooklyn Nets. That's the only other yeah. option. The Mavericks aren't that. They have one guy, and the Nets have three like that. Yeah, but yeah, and this obviously goes with Porzingis defense, but he would have to be healthy. Like we would sure. have to get a healthy Kristaps Porzingis. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's entering this season coming off of a healthy off season. The first one that he's had in <laughs> Dallas. So I'm looking forward to that. Like, what does that, what does he look like this season? Not just in the first few weeks, but what does he you know look like in January? And that's, that's the thing. And if you get a healthy Kristaps Porzingis all season long, if they, if they went off and won the title, then it's because Porzingis was back to normal Porzingis. So player-wise, Luca would have to remain basically the same. He yeah. doesn't have to MVP change candidate. too much. Yeah. MVP candidate. Porzingis would have to improve defensively for sure and stay healthy. You have you have to add a secondary creator at some point. You have yeah. to add somebody like that in order for them to win the title. A, a, maybe a third, a third guy on offense. Doesn't have to be like significantly better than Porzingis offensively, but has to add those traits. The yeah. can create his own shot, can create a shot for somebody else. It's the Dragic type. It's basically him and anybody on that level, basically, yeah. if they could add somebody like that. Uh, the other thing, I think Tim Hardaway Jr. would have to have like a Jason Terry type run. He would have to, you know, shoot really well in the playoffs. He'd have to go on some kind of run where he just shoots incredibly well, kind of like what he did this last 
you know, playoff run against the the Clippers. He shot 40% from three in those seven games. And some nights he was on, some nights he was off. But in the composite, he was he was really great. And he was way better in the first three games than he was the last four. But I think he would have to have some, some games like that uh, and shoot 40-plus percent from three uh, to get them there. They'd have to have some, some – he'd be the, the wild card on offense for them. Yeah, I think the percentage would be the biggest thing for him because if they went out and got a creator, which I think they would have to if they would want to win a title, then it's not about points per game for him. It's about the percentage. And so I would lump him into like Tim, Dorian, some of these other guys saying they would need two to three 40% three-point shooters. And Along with – No, no, that – I mean, that's, that's what I was going to say. Along with the defense, I think – you'd have to see some pretty good synergy from Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock defensively on the wings. Those guys would have to emerge as, okay, we feel really good about putting these two guys on the best guard, the best wing on the team, and feeling confident that those guys can at least hold their own, and then hopefully Porzingis improves defensively where he can clean up stuff if guys get past him, guys get past those two wings. Yeah. I, I think they would have to have some confidence in those two guys as defenders. Cause and can Tim impre- impress, can, can <laughs> Tim um, get better defensively to where he's just, you know, where he's not targeted, where he, he doesn't get torched yeah. in the playoffs because they're going to need his shooting at times, but he, sometimes he is a defensive liability. Do you look at any, before we, we move on to the next thing, do do they, care about matchups like what is, do they not want to play the clippers again right is, is a matchup really gonna you know hurt the mavericks because if they do all those yeah. things we just said i think they can kind of beat anybody in the west i'm not really too scared about anybody in, well, if in they the win west, the title really. then yes then, then they did that <laughs> then they did that no but to get there to get to the title like would would they have to avoid somebody would they have to avoid you know lakers or jazz or you know somebody like that in order to just even get there yeah, I mean, I think I would want to play the Lakers in the conference finals just because that's, you know, round three. Save after, them for then, yeah. Yeah, to where you're hoping, you know, LeBron is, you know, somewhat tired at some point in his life. See, and, Suns didn't even have to do that last year. They didn't even have to play them. Like, they got them in the first round, took advantage, and, and uh, man, yeah. So, I don't I don't think so, man. Like, I think, yeah. the, I think the Mavs, if they got – if they did all those things we just said and they're basically running on all cylinders, that the Jason Kidd – thing is something we haven't talked about yet but he would have to fit seamlessly and just be exactly yeah. what this team needs um yeah he would ha- he would just have to basically be on par with what carlisle was doing and then hopefully improve in some areas <laughs> like okay. yeah that's a tall order that that's maybe the biggest sticking point i think all the other things we mentioned are pretty feasible the Porzingis defense angle is maybe the the biggest long shot. The secondary yeah. creator they have to go add somebody, so that's a, that's a whole other thing. But Jason Kidd being a championship level coach is a far cry from where he was coaching with the Nets and coaching with the, the Bucks. We haven't seen it yet. We just haven't seen him at that level yet. Doesn't mean he can't get there, but yeah. that would have to happen, and he would have to coach his uh, his kids off before he. Uh, you know, the Mavericks can do that. So coming up, let's get into a little bit more about this. We'll talk maybe more about some matchups the Mavericks would would face in the playoffs if they were going to win the title and if they did win the title. And then let's talk about what would happen if they did. If they did win the title. I have a million things on this. What would it mean for this team? So let's get into that coming up. But before we do, I got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. I say that every day, but they really are. Covered in 100% chocolate. And they have great flavors all the time. I just ate a grasshopper cookie bar earlier today and it was like man it was like eating it for the first time 
It's just, I, it, was, it was delicious. I love it. And they're coming out with new flavors all the time. As we speak, there's a countdown on their site for mint marshmallow puffs. The puff bars are great. I ate a puff, a coconut puff one yesterday. They're they're great. I love them. It's got a little marshmallow in it. And it's the same uh, same spiel for all the other bars, basically. They got your protein, low in sugar, low in calories, covered in 100% chocolate. They taste great. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Also, want to tell you about... BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. You can go bet on the Baltimore Ravens to win on a game-winning field goal. Crickets, crickets, crickets. You can go bet on the the Dallas Cowboys, who looked a little bit better than I think a lot of people expected them to look. You can go bet on all that stuff. The Dallas Cowboys right now, they're, they're playing at the Chargers at one of those weird, like, 330 games. Three-point underdog to the Chargers. That one's interesting. That one's interesting right there. That may be a wrong team favorite. The over-under for that game is 55 points, which is a lot of points, but both these teams are going to sling it and put some points up. Your Ravens, Isaac, are playing the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. The Ravens are only a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. That's about to go up. I was going to say, that doesn't seem seem, uh, like high enough. So if you want to get out on the action, go use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into, we've been talking about what if the Dallas Mavericks won the 2021-22 NBA title. We talked about what would have to happen, all those things that we mentioned before the Mavericks would have to do to get there and to win. Now, what if they did it? What would it mean for this team? Oh man. Okay. I have, I have multiple angles to take this. Let's just start with the franchise. So first off, if the Mavericks won the title this year, they would be the 12th team in the league to have two or more titles. That's insane. There's, there's 18, there's set 19 teams right, right now that haven't won two titles. Yeah. That's 19 seems, teams. It's a lot. That's over half. Then if you just do this century, they would be the seventh team to do it. Celtics, Lakers, Spurs, Pistons, heat and bucks to have won a title um and they would won two of those so how many how many teams this century have won two titles it's lakers it's warriors it's heat spurs yeah that's it right yeah and then the mavericks would if they won this pistons won one celtics won one one yeah 20 2008 that was it bucks won one bucks won one raptors won one Raptors. Uh, <laughs> um, you want to hear us list more things? Keep going. Let's list more things. Okay. The Nico Jason kid hires. How would Cuban view, be viewed? Would people be like, holy crap. What did, does he get the credit for that? Of he went out of the box to hire Nico Harrison. How would Nico be, be viewed? How would the Nico Harrison hire be viewed across the league? If year one, Nico Harrison wins a title. And it's like, well, dang, is, is that like the new, is that the new thing? Like, is that the, it, you know, our teams across the league saying if, if Nico, what are you doing right now? This is what Mark Cuban would feel like. Vindication. That's what he would feel. He would feel vindication, right? Like you just all spent these- like 30 seconds really into that. I, it's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine drop. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, yeah. Vindication is what Mark Cuban would feel. The, the Cuban, or the uh, the Jason Kidd hire has been maligned by people like myself and, and others and been uh, people, 
everyone has been concerned about it. <laughs> like, I feel like every Mavs fan and every person around the Mavs is like, ah, I'm not sure about this. They've at least been like concerned about it. But Cuban would feel total vindication for those two hires, for sure. He did the right thing, got the right guys, put the two guys in position that, that would win, and that would be, I mean, be incredible for Cuban. Cuban yeah. to win two titles with two different regimes, basically. Insane. Yeah. So, Jason Kidd, how would it change his reputation? How would he be viewed in Dallas? And I obviously didn't have time for the research on this. How many players have won a title for a city and a franchise as a player and a coach? Wow. Uh, Bill Russell's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Outside of that. Yeah. That's <laughs> Bill Russell kind of did it while he was while but, he was playing. But Yeah. So, okay. Let's just go the player route. Luka Doncic. If he wins a title in his fourth season. How are you basketball referencing this right now? What? Are you is it how do you how do No, you I'm looking up the this? if anybody player and coach. Oh, okay, okay. Um if Luka Doncic won a won a title in his fourth season, you would assume that he made another all-star game, right? And you would assume that he made another yeah. all-NBA team. Let's just yeah, for let's sure. just for the fun of it, said first team all-NBA again. Okay, Luka in his first four seasons would have a title Probably a finals MVP, three-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA first team. He would be on pace to be the greatest player of all time. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, who who do you want to? You just want to do MJ and LeBron. Like, I mean, just those accomplishments in those in the first four seasons would be something we've never seen before. How does it affect his future in Dallas? Does Luca look at it and say, man, this is the beginning of a, a, a dynasty because I'm so young. We can do this. Or does he look at it and say, hey, I got my, my, my chip in Dallas. Then I'm just going to have fun in a, a bigger city later on. Got his chips with the dip. LeBron won his first title, age 27. It was his, uh, man, it was like pretty deep in his career. Like, what was it? Uh like his eighth or ninth year or something like that. Jordan and won his he, first, his seventh season. Yeah, he was 27. So that's like, you're, you're just way above the time. Obviously, Kobe was earlier. He had Shaq. Yeah. Um, and Magic, his, you know, Magic won it in Magic his rookie season. Early. LeBron went to the finals, you know, when he got mopped in the finals. His fourth season. <laughs> but, you know, so that was his fourth season. Okay, let's keep on going just for time. With, okay, if the Mavericks go to the finals and, and lose, like they just get destroyed, would it, will people start looking at that? 2000 like they get destroyed by the nets right mm -hmm. people will start looking at that 2007 like Cavs team right like just <laughs> well yeah well it just it depends on like if he took a mavericks team that didn't even have kp out there let's say kp was hurt and or kb plays the same he played against the clippers and the mavs make the make the finals yeah. all of a sudden it's like man like you just put up put up like zadrinus logauskas and yep. <laughs> chris osborzingas numbers side by side <laughs> okay that's getting oh, sad now <laughs> I'm okay, let's saying. just look at KP. If they win the title, how's KP viewed? <laughs> How and are you it, sad at my hypothetical where the Mavs make the finals? I say it's sad that you're comparing Ilgowskis and Chris <laughs> Yeah, but in that hypothetical, the Mavs made the finals. <laughs> um, if they win the finals, then that means he's back fully healthy. Do KP, the Mavericks yeah. really try to sell high? Do they say, now's, <laughs> now's the time? Let's, no, like, he becomes immortal, right? Does he? Like... Yeah, because he's we we just talked about earlier. We you know we were doing a, a fantasy draft of of Mavericks from two thousand and on, and we're like, oh dang, is Porzingis the best offensive center the Mavericks have ever had? And it's definitely true. And then all of a sudden he wins a title, so that he becomes 
maybe the best center the Mavericks have ever had because you know, the offensive end, and then you're like, so, okay, okay well, they win the title. Porzingis is healthy and everything. Yeah. He has the best run you can imagine. Yeah. And then Brad Bill says, I'm coming to Dallas, and you can get Brad <laughs> Bill for Kristaps Porzingis. But but you just proved that Kristaps Porzingis is a, good enough of a center to win a title in this scenario. True, but are you going to bank on the long-term health? And what's easier to win alongside Luca, another wink or the big, even though you just did it, I'm, but I'm preemptively taking a drink, <sighs> but that means that Porzingis went through a full season where he was he healthy. He would have his second off season. He went through and he'll go through a second off season where he's fully healthy. Okay. Uh, and maybe we're trending upwards with the, with the injury stuff. And maybe, you know, they figure out a way to keep him upright and healthy. I got, this is my last angle. You could right. do other angles on this, but zoom all the way out. Would this be a Dallas Mavericks city? They would have two. Maver- ti- they would have two titles in the city of Dallas. The last time the Cowboys won won a Super Bowl is nineteen ninety six. Most of you guys weren't even uh, alive. Uh, what twenty? You'd be twenty six years that the Mavericks. I mean, the the Cowboys have won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to all the Cowboys fans. The Dallas Stars won a Stanley Cup in nineteen ninety nine. Long time. Texas Rangers, let me look. Okay, that was a quick look. Nothing. So my point is, people who are in their 20s, you know, or teens or anything, the only titles that they're going to remember in the city of Dallas will be two Dallas Maverick titles if they want it next year. Will it be a Maverick city? I'm ready. Luka Doncic, he's the best player in Dallas. He's better than any Dallas athlete right now. I mean... There's there's just no way because the Cowboys have such a stranglehold in the city, right? I'm, just, like, I'm trying to have fun with it. I know, and, but and 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 Mavs fans, Mavs Cowboys. fans would you know come out of the woodwork for sure, and all of a sudden be you know a big presence, and we would see the entire MFFL nation, whatever. But yeah, to, two two parades in the city. It's like, man, tell me the last time the Cowboys had a parade in the city. I think we were yeah, listening to it on cassette tape. There, so there have been children that have been born, grown up, and graduated college and got a real ass job before the Cowboys. Won there are sons the out there looking at their father saying, "Dad, have you ever seen a Cowboys Super Bowl win?" No, son. There are never. entire generations of of people. <laughs> Sorry, we're we're just destroying all the. But Cowboys I do remember when Dirk to- won in 2011, Ooh, and son yeah. Luca won it last year. These yes. are exciting times for the Dallas map. Can we? That's can cool. I say one more angle on this? Yes, please. You and I would have the greatest time of our life. <laughs> If the Mavs won the title and we're hosting this podcast every single day on YouTube, we'd be doing like live shows in Victory Plaza. We'd just be having the best time of our life through we'd this. We'd have run. to take a vacation. What if they what if they played like I don't know, where could they play that we would be able to travel? And like, I don't even know. If there was what Eastern Conference would we be able to go to like the finals or the or a playoff series or something? We'd have to go to Brooklyn. Ugh. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami. Okay, real quick at the end here. What if what, they play Miami again? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, what would be the most fun path to winning a title for them? Oh, like if you could guarantee them winning every single yeah, series. Because the Mavs, t- the Mavs path to the title in 2011 was pretty, pretty dang close to being the best path you can hope for, right? That Blazers yeah. team swept the Lakers, and then you go through, you know, that young Thunder team, and then through LeBron and the Heat, you get the Heat revenge for the Mavericks. Okay, I got it for you. 
You destroy the Clippers in the first round. I was going to say Warriors in the first round to say, screw you, we believe Warriors. Oh, okay. Yeah, some vengeance for that. I'm Clippers I'm second round. Yeah, just and you just swipe the floor with them. Like wipe them games. out. Yeah. Lakers third round. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. And then you you take down the super team again. And Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Nets. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great run right there. Does that counter Dirk's run? <sighs> that's the that's the thing I'm uncomfortable with because then all of a sudden we'd have we people would start having the conversation, who's the greatest Maverick of all time? Luca has, you know, done all these things and just became a you know, a, a finals guys, MVP. Luca's not the best the Maverick of, of all time. We, we got years. He wins years the finals at the age of 22. I'm, I'm, congrats. I'm, that's okay. amazing. But You're Dirk will the, hold the, that title for some years. The conversation would be had. All right, that was fun. We enjoy the hypothetical sometime. We want to have some fun with it. And uh, that's what would have to happen for the Mavericks to win the title. What would happen if they did? Let us know in the comments. How would you respond if the Mavericks won the title in 2021-22? You'd probably have to wipe some tweets. I think all of us would have to wipe some tweets <laughs> if the Mavericks won the title. Uh, there you go. Guys, we will be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Oh.